2: On Veasan, the sports betting
3: network.
4: Hour three of the nightcap here on VSN alongside Scott Seidenberg, sitting in for Sean King tonight. I am Tim Murray. Got baseball going on, late night games. Already hit the over in the. Brewers-Dodgers game 7-1 to one after, I believe, five innings out nice. there at Chavez Ravine. The, uh, the Yurfi came home. Good call by you, Mr. Seidenberg. Yeah. Uh, but big news uh, in the NBA front. So anytime we have some notable news, we always call on our senior NBA analyst and also co-host of The Edge here on VEASAN. That would be Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, on Twitter. So JVT. Uh, I'm curious because you are one to to find value in the betting markets. Did you (laughs) take a little uh, bite on the Nets apple when it when we it got as high as, you know, 30 to 40 to one? And now the crash has come uh, after the uh, statement pointed out today that, yeah, he's not going anywhere.
3: Yeah, no, I, I did not get involved. I, I there was a one point where I thought he was going to leave Tim, so I didn't want to chance it. And I still think this team's going to be really good uh, in the grand scheme of the Eastern Conference. Um, so obviously they're going to be a contender. Where you want to stack them within the top four or five? Uh, there's a conversation to be had. But uh, I did not have the foresight to take a flyer on them. But I did have a t- I do have a ticket on the Raptors at 50 to one because I thought they were going to land KD <laughs> all the way back in July. So you know. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I had my curiosity. I, I, I look, I was on the show, I was saying the Raptors are gonna get it done. Those odds shrunk and I was feeling all good about myself, and then ultimately he's uh he's gonna stick around in the uh, at the Nets. Uh so JVT, when you look at this Nets team, you know, is you know, we, we talked about earlier in the show. Uh look, we know the talent that's on that roster, you know, how reliable is, is Kyrie gonna be? How reliable is Ben Simmons gonna be? The odds have completely, you know, shrunk here. Plus three ten at DraftKings to win the East, seven to one to win the NBA finals. Over under now sitting at fifty one and a half wins. So when you look at the Nets, is there anything right now playable in your eyes here in, you know, late August?
3: You know, at this point right now, I I think if anything, if you're looking for something, it would be like playing under their win total. Um, And that's not really like, hey, I don't really like the Nets. It's more of kind of along the points that you're mentioning. Uh, Kyrie Irving and his availability and how consistent that's going to be is a question. Uh, Ben Simmons working his way back to full strength. uh, That's got quite a bit of uh, load management and rest written all over it throughout the entire season as he ramps his body up, hasn't played basketball in over a year. So you assume that... Back-to-backs are going to be rest situations for him. Same with Kevin Durant, who's been oft-injured over the last two seasons, too. And as we know, had that major injury, was it now, three years ago or so, that he recovered from. So I think that this is a team that, if you're looking at them in the grand scheme of things, once you get to the postseason, they will be one to look to potentially back, depending on how things shake out. But I'm looking right now, and this is the first thing, I think, on DraftKings, have, in terms of a win total for them. I don't know if they put it back up. Oh, well, yeah, so I've got in front of me 51 and a half. Shaded to the over, I would I would play that under. I just think that this is a team that's gonna be, again, much like all of these others, bigger fish to fry, and especially in an Eastern conference that got better around them. Uh Milwaukee Bucks are gonna be healthier and they got quietly better. More of a big picture type of acquisition with Joe Ingles. Uh the Nets or excuse me, the Celtics are better, the 76ers are better. Uh I think that this is one where they're gonna find themselves still in like that four range and a team that's gonna be, I think, a good season pushing over 50 wins I still think they got a lot of work ahead of them in the regular season. I
2: completely agree JVT. I think there are so many question marks with this team and you you mentioned most of them but is there maybe a concern? And it might not be a big concern right now because everything appears to be sunshine and rainbows with Durant coming back and the statement from, you know, Sean Marks uh, in cooperation with Steve Nash and Joe Tsai. But is there a fear that the trade conversations surrounding both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving could be revisited during the season?
3: You know, I don't know if it's the trade conversation, but I just I, I just think kind of to what you're alluding to here. Uh, look Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got everything they wanted and it wasn't enough for them right so like what's just to say that two months into this they're just like you know what no I still hate Steve Nash I'm not playing anymore yeah right like it, that those are the kind of things got that worry me I think the nets have been pretty clear unless we're getting everything we want we're not chipping them off so maybe the trade talks don't come back up but maybe this becomes a thing where Kevin Durant like is you know what hey I will retire or I will do something like that I will hold out whatever it is. I won't play anymore because I don't like this current situation. At this point, like, look, I'm really pro player. And and I've always been on kind of on the side of like, I, you know, these guys are worth all this kind of stuff. But in this sort of instance where the Nets have bent over backwards for the most part for both of these guys and it still wasn't good enough. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to think that that is a possibility that that could happen at some point in this season. We're talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel,
4: our Senior NBA analyst, we're going to get to some NFL because uh, JVT working, uh, working hard on the NFL betting guide that's coming out on Thursday, so we'll get his thoughts on on the divisions that he wrote up. But uh, anytime you, you talk NBA and uh, things like this unfold, you gravitate towards the Los Angeles Lakers because it was <laughs> believed, okay, Kyrie mm. Irving's going to be in L.A. Well, now doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So what do they do? Because if they roll this roster back out there, I, I don't know how... Uh, they're a playoff team. So, you know, at Circa, where we sit right now, 43-and-a-half is the over-under, but DraftKings is sitting at 45-and-a-half. So you're looking at a 46-and-38 record with that roster? I I don't see how it's happening. And, and look, LeBron could be as awesome as he is. Is AD going to stay healthy? Russell Westbrook is, you know, oil and, and water with them. It's just a terrible fit. So how does this team... Uh, JVT get to forty six wins
3: this year. You know, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's kind of like what you're talking about, Tim. It's going to take another worldly season from LeBron. It's it's going to take a full year of Anthony Davis. Those two things right off the top will help, and I, it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially when you're talking about the health of Anthony Davis and. I mean, we could go through like some of the on-court, off-court numbers, and like, hey, there were some shining spots of positivity with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. At the end of the day, it doesn't seem like that's really going to work out. I will say that some of the things that they did in the off-season, like they're okay. You know, they got younger, they got more athletic among the additions that they added. Lonnie Walker's, you know, now their depth is not like really old dudes. Now it's like younger, athletics, somewhat poorer defenders. Uh, but still, they're out there, right? So, like, they they made additions that make them, I think, marginally better. And now that this is kind of sailed in terms of Kevin, uh, excuse me, yeah, Kevin Durant staying and thus Kyrie Irving probably sticking around, too, there have been a couple of names that have been thrown out there. I don't know if you guys saw uh, the, the saviors for the Los Angeles Lakers are now potentially Patrick Beverly or Bojan Bogdanovich. <laughs> uh, I mean, those are two solid players, right? Those are two guys that I think would you know, upgrade any team that they join. Uh, but not a team like L.A. that has bigger aspirations when it comes to winning an NBA final. So, Tim, I would agree. I mean, looking at and specifically, too, we always forget this. We always analyze these teams. Remember, the Clippers are better and I think the best team in the Western Conference. We know the Golden State Warriors are going to be very good. The Nuggets are They're now better. healthy yep. once again. right? Like There's so many other teams uh, that are just really good in the Western Conference on top of the Lakers not getting any better. So I would say yes. I would tend to, once again, look to bet them under the total. Russell Westbrook could start to fit in a little bit more, and maybe he starts to play a little bit more off of the bench or whatever it's going to be, and that would really help them out if he starts running with the twos. But I think at the end of the day, the, the West is just so freaking good. I don't really see a path for a successful season when it comes to a, a surplus of wins for the L.A. Lakers.
4: Well, at uh, at the JVT house of uh, of betting, uh, you're, you're the bookmaker. <laughs> Set the odds right now. The hypothetical line, Russell Westbrook is in a Lakers uniform when the season tips off.
3: I'll say yes, like minus, eh, like, like minus like 200. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, like just, there's really, just think about this entire thing. Like, where is he going to go? What, what's the tradable contract? At this point right now, with all these rosters pretty much settled, who is the trade partner, right? Like, there's, there's not really a contract out there that's worth matching that people want to take on. And I think like it's just going to be one of those things. Like, look, our our bed's made. Like, we got to do something here with what we have. It's time to kind of move forward. I don't know if you guys remember there was a report right after summer league, or maybe a month after, uh, that they had met the the big three and had kind of worked out some of the differences behind the scenes. That would be LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and AD. And it kind of had seemed that they were moving in this direction. So I think it's a pretty heavy favorite that you said once the season starts, right? That yeah, he's going to be. It's a heavy favorite for him to be a Laker.
2: JVT, uh, there's been reports surfacing that uh, the Knicks have reengaged in conversations surrounding a possible Donovan Mitchell trade with uh, this August 30th deadline being floated out there as uh, the mark of when a trade can get done because of recent trade acquisitions with Utah. Do you think this deal eventually gets done, and will it happen possibly as soon as we hit September?
3: Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, you mentioned the key phrase there, right? The Knicks re because the Knicks are desperate. The <laughs> Knicks want Donovan Mitchell. You know, Scott, I think I talked to you about this like the last time I was on your show, right? Like this, they want him and they want to get it done. And so whatever the price is going to be, I think it is going to be the Knicks who blink and they will give up the package that the Utah Jazz want. Donovan Mitchell's under contract. The Jazz don't got to sweat anything. The Jazz are not the team that has the pressure to add him. It's the Knicks who added Jalen Brunson and who still have a win total of 39 and a half and are desperate for a star. Uh, that are, are in a situation where this needs to get done. So I would say, yes, the Knicks want him. It is very clear. You read a lot of reports and listen to a lot of smart people. It is going to get done. So I would head to the direction of, yes, he is going to be a New York Knick at season's beginning.
4: JVT joining us, Jonathan Von Tobel. Catch him on the edge weekdays with Matt Humans, uh from uh, 4 o'clock Eastern to 5 o'clock Eastern. We got a minute left, JVT. You uh, you wrote up a couple divisions in the uh, betting guide that'll drop on Thursday. The NFL betting guide. Give us your uh, your favorite win total. Still uh, still hanging out there.
3: Uh, actually, Scott and I are rolling this. The last time I talked to him, we spoke on the Patriots under eight and a half. Tim, yes sir. Uh, there are a lot of signs pointing to this Patriots team going under their win total. Uh, their quarterback situation's a mess. Play calling on offense is a mess. Uh, Their turnover numbers were astounding last year. That's always a good inclination uh, that this team is going to regress, and I believe it is eighth hardest schedule in the National Football League, somewhere in that range. Uh, I think there's a lot of signs pointing south here for the New England Patriots, so so under 8.5, my favorite win total.
4: You can follow JVT on Twitter at me, JVT. Check out his work in the NFL Betting Guy, which comes out on Thursday. And, of course, check him out with humans each and every weekday here on the network on The Edge. JVT, we appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back here on The Nightcap.
0: and experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit vsun.com slash
3: podcast.
2: This is the Nightcap on vsun, the sports betting network.
0: If you're looking
4: for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Scott Seidenberg, I am Tim Murray. Thanks to JVT uh, for jumping on, Jonathan Von Tobel. Eugenio Suarez a home run out in Seattle as it is now a 4-1 mm. Mariners lead. What was the uh, the trivia question you asked me yesterday?
2: <laughs> Most home runs in Major League Baseball since 2018. And it's Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez <laughs> has more home runs than any player since 2018. Who's who's second? Aaron Judge. Yeah. He's pretty good. Is yeah. he going to get over 60? I think so. He hit another home run tonight against the Mets. So uh he has increased his pace to uh eclipse the sixty home run mark. Big win for the uh big win for the Yankees tonight, four to two over
4: the Mets. The Mets uh just uh, for anyone who backed them, sorry, Scott, uh pretty ugly with runners in scoring position. I two for thirteen yeah. with runners in scoring position this evening. But they they had their chance there in the uh, ninth inning, loaded the bases, mm-hmm. uh, but could not get a run home uh, in the uh, in the ninth, and uh, ultimately fall four to two uh, to the Yankees. So that small
2: series goes to the Yankees, a two game series. So they split the season series, right? Yes, the Mets won the two games in City Field, the Yankees winning the two games at Yankee Stadium. Uh, we still are keeping our eye top of the eighth out in San Diego, two to one. Uh, The
4: Guardians leading the Padres. The Brewers are getting blasted right now in the top of the sixth inning. Seven to one is the score. The over has already come on home. Corbin Burns knocked out of this game after, I think, four and change. Uh, He gave up a run in the first, three in the second, three more in the fourth. Corbin Burns is three and two-thirds tonight. Mm. Seven earned, six hits, only three strikeouts. And uh, Tony in three strikeouts over five innings. So if you played the under on both of their K pop props that we talked about <laughs> prior to the game, that was a no sweat. If you just faded these two pitchers tonight uh, in outs, whatever that was mm-hmm. out there, you're pretty good shape because Corbin Burns and Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin was fine. Um, you know, only gave up one run over three innings. But you know, here we have the uh, the prop there for you: 17 and a half outs recorded. Neither got there. Seven-and-a-half strikeouts are Corbin Burns, Tony Gonsolin. Five-and-a-half, neither got there. Uh, Burns goes over two-and-a-half earned runs. Gonsolin does go under, hits allowed. Gonsolin goes under four-and-a-half. Corbin Burns goes over and then walks allowed. Burns walked two, and uh, Gonsolin walked two. So Gonsolin over, Burns under. 7-1 after five-and-a-half out at Chavez Ravine as the Dodgers looking to avenge that loss Mm -hmm. uh, from Last night, we'll get into the uh, baseball card a little bit later on in the show. Um, we talked some uh, college football at 8:45 uh, about Georgia, and you know, I I, I tweeted out a little bit uh, today about a play that I made uh, last night. I made a couple plays uh, at BetMGM, but the one I want to talk about is this Colorado Buffaloes team. So, bunch of people at the network. Have have made this play and earlier than I have, so I was kind of late on the trend. You know, that's that's been my life, right? Yeah. Bell bottoms are cool in the '70s. I wore them. (laughs) You know, in the '80s. Um, So Colorado, you look at this team, Scott. My goodness, their schedule. First off, let's just look at uh, the Colorado schedule. They could be an underdog in every single game this year. They play zero. FCS opponents. Last year, they played Northern Colorado, one Mm -hmm. of their four wins. They play eleven Power Five teams, and the one non-Power Five team that they play is Air Force. Yeah, Air Force by many. Adam Burke loves them. Many other. You know, we had uh, Colin Wilson on a couple weeks ago. We had him on yesterday, but a couple weeks ago we talked about him uh, about Air Force. Their over/under is eight and a half. They're a two-touchdown favorite against Colorado. So the schedule is daunting. How about this for Colorado when the transfer portal came around here, Scott? They lost their two starting cornerbacks, Makai Blackman. He'll be a starter at USC. Christian Gonzalez. He'll be a starter at Oregon. They lost Brendan Rice, who was their kick returner and their second leading receiver, also happens to be Jerry's son. They lost Demetri Stanley, their fourth leading receiver, and also their punt returner. He's at Iowa State. Their starting safety, Mark Perry, he transferred to TCU. <laughs> this team went 4-8 and eight last year, had a win over FCS Northern Colorado, won at home against Oregon State in overtime, beat Washington at home in a game, thanks to Phil Steele for pointing this out, they were, they were outgained 426-183. to 183. So they had three Pac-12 games that they won last year, Arizona, Washington, and Oregon State, All those came at home. Guess what? They're on the road at all of those teams this year. Their non-conference schedule is TCU, which some people believe could be a dark horse to win the Big 12. They're a double-digit favorite in Week 1 against Colorado. At Air Force, good luck. At Minnesota. And then I'll just give you the last little nugget. Mike Sanford is their offensive coordinator. He just got fired from Minnesota as their offensive coordinator, and he's now the OC in Colorado. I don't know where their th- their four wins are. The juice did move today at from minus 190 to minus 210. Mm-hmm. But, hell, man, I-, I would play under three and and maybe even pay a little less juice. I played under two and a half or three and a half yesterday. This team has one and 11, two and 10,
2: yeah. you know, all over it. So I'm thinking, okay, a win at Oregon State. Maybe. Doable, right? I don't it? think so.
4: When Oregon State's
2: over under six and a half. Okay. Doable doable um arizona state at home possible okay That's cal, it.
4: cal at home yeah i mean i i think i mean if you look at
2: yeah eh.
4: i mean what i would say here is when i when i, when <laughs> it's, I it's it's ugly tim when i tweeted this out because i gave props to you know matt newman mm-hmm. and brad powers and paul stone they've all been over the fate of Colorado for a while. And Paul responded and said, Colorado's currently getting 14 at Air Force in some game-of-the-year markets. The Buffs' October 1st trip to Arizona represents their only chance to be a favorite in 2022. Yeah, He said, I'm holding more than 80 tickets so far this year, Paul Stone said. And Colorado under three and a half is one of my absolute favorites.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe the game against Arizona, that's it. I, 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 this is, yeah, three-win team at, at, most, at most. At most. This might be a one-win team. It's very, very possible. So mm-hmm. uh,
4: I was happy uh, happy about that play. The, the juice did move, and I think it wasn't me moving. I think it might have been Paul and Brad Powers uh, tweeting out that they had, had been on this. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking at the write-up in our uh, college football betting guide, uh, which was uh, written by Matt, humans who said play the under three. If you just look at some of the estimated lines, you know, road game in Arizona, toss-up, home game against Cal, toss-up. You know, that Oregon State game you mentioned in Corvallis, mm-hmm. double-digit fa- uh, double digit dog. <laughs> Oregon at home, 17 and a half. Closed the season against Utah. Um, you know, Washington, that's a team, too. Interesting, uh, you know, nugget about Washington. So they bring in Kalen DeBoer. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, things tend to get better. Uh, is that Fresno State leaves there? And they bring in Michael Penix Jr. He's, He's announced as a the starter, starter yeah. today. I think Washington, and I know um, Wes Reynolds wrote up, I believe, Washington's preview for our uh, betting guide. Mm-hmm. He likes the over, uh, I believe. Actually, he like, um, Wes likes the over. I want to say Matt in our get betting guide likes the under. So Washington's gonna be one of those interesting teams, you know that swing game early on against Michigan State. But I just want to look big picture here, Pac-12, and get your thoughts on it because the buzz, the hype train of Utah, to me, it's like getting out of control. Yeah,
2: you know, it's 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 getting a little out of control. But it's really the only team that I can trust in this conference. They get. Uh, I don't. I'm not buying the USC hype. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in love with USC with good reason, right? The head coach and the quarterback are there, and certainly there's a lot of expectations for them offensively. But I think it's going to be a process. You don't just – Lincoln Riley doesn't come in in year one and automatically take players that he didn't recruit and have immediate success there. So I think that's going to take. It's going to be a process. And then with Oregon, so much turnover. You know, with the coaching staff, Bo Nix is now the quarterback there, and course, Betting Network. Keep
4: it rolling here on the Nightcap, alongside Scott Seidenberg, your normal host of Look Ahead. Uh, We had to uh, call the
2: bullpen yet again here tonight with Sean feeling a little under the weather still. So, GP, Hoops Peterson. Back-to-back days. My arm's a little tired. I don't know. Am I I available tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, most most managers don't like to throw a guy three days in a row. Yankees bullpen wants to know, too, (laughs) uh, with their situation there. 7-1 uh, to one is what we've got
4: going on out in uh, L.A. All Dodgers tonight in that bounce-back spot. Yep. Uh, Corbin Burns lit up, gave up a, a homer. Seven runs on six hits, three strikeouts as uh, the over has already hit there. The Guardians now leading 3-1 to one, uh, over the Padres. So I guess some good news for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers is that the team that they're chasing in the wild card
2: uh, is uh, is losing
4: yet again tonight. Juan Soto scratched from the lineup.
2: Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Interesting uh, tweet from earlier coming in from a Nationals reporter that uh, the combination of Juan Soto and Josh Bell have less home runs than Joey Manessis since the trade. Joey Manessis, baby.
4: Another home run tonight. Joey Bats He's got uh, six homers in, I think, 18 games. Was, mm-hmm. a, what, a 10-year minor <laughs> leaguer? And uh, everyone's getting their shot now
2: yeah. except for, you know, the top prospect in Washington, Cade Gavali, cuz why would you want to throw him? Sure. And and uh speaking of minor leaguers, Phillies prospect Bryce Harper went deep <laughs> twice tonight in uh Lehigh Valley.
4: Who's
0: that?
2: Yeah. Any good? Yeah. Um
4: you know, let's let's jump into some, you know, uh to make the playoff situation. So, where we stand right now looking at the wild card, we'll start in the National League. The Braves, they're a lock to get in the postseason. They may catch the New York Mets. We'll see. Phillies, Padres, Brewers are three teams vying for two spots. Mm -hmm. Phillies, as you mentioned, should be getting back Bryce Harper anytime soon. They get a walk-off win tonight over the Reds. They get the Reds again. When you look at that three-man race, three-team race, I should say, um... At this point in time, after the win today, I believe the Phillies are 68-55, and Mm -hmm. Uh, so they have a half-game lead over the Padres, who have a a game-and-a-half lead over the Brewers. Um, Obviously, we have results to play out here, but you've kind of played the game who's in, who's out with the AL earlier tonight. Uh Of those three, who's in, who's out?
2: I think uh, Philly and Atlanta are going to be in.
4: Yeah, uh, I think Atlanta, very well, safe. We'll, yeah,
2: well, let's forget about Atlanta. So Philly's definitely in. Um, the way that Noah Syndergaard has pitched lately, granted it's been two starts against the Reds, but he has looked tremendous, so provides a nice third option in their rotation behind Wheeler and Nola. Bryce Harper is going to be back. We mentioned jokingly the two home runs that he hit tonight in Lehigh Valley in a rehab start. The Phillies also have the sixth easiest schedule remaining. In Major League Baseball. So I do expect them to pick up wins down the stretch. And this will be a playoff team. Shout out to Rob Thompson, by the way. I mean, the record ever since he took over for Joe Girardi is just tremendous. You know, this team fires their manager and it worked out. The Angels fired theirs. It did not work out. Um, So it really comes down to the Padres and the Brewers. I believe more, despite their uh, shortcomings, I believe more in this Padres team. I think the Padres, um, Soto, should come around and contribute offensively. Him and Josh Bell provide big bats in that lineup. The concern for me would be Hater in the bullpen, yeah. which is crazy to say that that's the concern for me. But I like this team top to bottom more so than I like the Brewers in that division. Um, the Padres do have the fifth most difficult Schedule remaining nine games left for the Dodgers. Yeah, the most dip diff- five uh, the fifth most difficult schedule remaining in Major League Baseball. Milwaukee's kind of middle of the road here, but I just don't like Milwaukee's offense. Mm-hmm. I just don't. You know, it's not a team that blows me away offensively. I mean, they have a what plus thirty something run differential, which is going to get worse after this game. That's not. Playoff worthy to me. You got to be at least above 50, 60, something like that by the end of the season.
4: Yeah. I mean, when you look at these teams head to head, now you certainly could give a slight edge to the starting pitching for the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lineup, it's not even comparable. But they, they need, you know, Josh Bell, I think he had two home runs over the weekend against the Nationals. So, you know, that's promising there. Uh, but here they are again, you know, losing tonight to the Guardians, one run, bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah. So,
2: the the offense has been so surprising here, Scott. How I'll tell you what though, I, I mean I'm going to bet the Cardinals against whichever team it winds up being this third team. But if it's the Brewers or the Padres, I'm taking the Cardinals in that series.
4: Yeah, and I bet you if you know you're thinking that way, you're definitely hoping that it is the Padres because I think the Padres are going to be based off of their roster. Right and the star power that they well, have, might be favorite, they might be a slight favorite. Against Although the all three games will be in so, St. Louis. Okay, so they're so, a slight yeah. dog, but yeah. I think you know the Brewers. I think at this point the Cardinals. I don't know what the price would be, but I think in in that case you're hoping that the Padres get it done because I think then it's a little bit more palatable to uh, to sure. bite that off to win. You know, it's interesting heading into today at DraftKings, you could get a plus price on both. The Padres and the Brewers to miss the playoffs. Now, the plus price is much bigger for the Padres at plus mm-hmm. two seventy. Brewers at plus one twenty-five. Maybe that tweaks a little bit uh tonight. Uh, and you know, based off of, of what's going to happen with the Dodgers up seven to one. So the Brewers will more than likely lose, but the Padres are likely going to lose. So those two teams aren't going to change uh in the playoff standings. So yeah, I, I think it comes down to um you know, that schedule. But, you know, here's the thing, Scott, is that when you look at what the Brewers have done against uh, the the lesser opponents, they haven't taken advantage mm-hmm. of the slop that is the NL Central. They, they lost, what, two of three over the weekend to the Cubs. Uh, they got swept, I want to say, uh, just a couple weeks ago by the Pirates. I think they dropped two of three to the Reds. So this is a Brewers team that, you know, really needs to kind of pick it up when it comes to playing these, These lesser foes, um, you know, yeah, since middle of July um, or no, uh, middle of August, early August, it was swept by the Pirates, lost two of three of the Reds. They swept that two game series against the Rays, two of three losses to St. Louis split with the L.A. Dodgers, and then lost 2 of 3 over the weekend to Chicago.
2: So Fangraphs has the Padres projected for 90 wins right now on the season, and the Brewers for 88 wins on the season. Their uh, playoff odds, according to Fangraphs, Padres 71.9% to get the third wild card, or to get a wild card, I should say. Uh, But it it is the third wild card based on the percentages. And the uh, Brewers a 52.9% Percent chance. So uh, the fan projections much higher on the Padres to get a wild card than the Brewers.
4: A um, couple other uh, nuggets. We mentioned uh, another home run from uh, from Aaron Judge tonight. That guy's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be your MVP in the American League. Um, do you think he breaks the Yankees record for home runs in a season held by Mr. Roger
2: Maris? He's got 48 right now. Forty-eight and he's got what thirty-eight games remaining? Sounds about right. Is that the math? So I was told there'd be no math. Yeah. So he's gotta hit, so what do you say, 48? So 58. So he's gotta hit 13 home runs to tie it. Yep. Fourteen home runs in thirty-eight games. It it sounds like a lot, but I think it's doable. I think he has to have you know f- he has to hit ten with ten games to go. So if he can hit ten in the next twenty-eight to thirty games, and I think he needs just three more, uh, four more to break it in in a ten, eleven game span. I think uh, I think he'll do it.
4: Aaron, what did you say the odds were? Plus So plus three forty mm. for over sixty-one and a half, minus four
2: fifty to the under. Uh, Thirty-eight games left. The thing is, they come in bunches, you know? Yeah. Like, they do. They come in bunches. 38 games left for the Yankees. Mm -hmm. He's got
4: 48 home runs. Hit his 48th tonight. Uh, The question I have, Scott, is, you know, the Yankees are going to wrap this division up in short order, right? They're eight games clear of the Rays and the Blue Jays. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a point. Do they start resting some guys, especially –
2: if uh, that's well, that's why it's minus four fifty. Yeah, but, and I mean, and fourteen yeah. home runs at thirty-eight yeah. games is a yes, hell of a yes. hell of a. But like uh, I said, they come in bunches. He just hit home runs in back-to-back games now yep. against the New York Mets. If he goes through a a stretch, a, a, an Albert Pujols-like week where he has <laughs> seven home runs in ten days, well, then you know all of a sudden we're we're singing a different tune.
4: Speaking of Albert Pujols, uh, entering today to end the season with seven hundred home runs. Plus 980.
2: What, he's got 693 now?
4: 693. Can he hit seven to close out the season? Oof. We'll answer that on the other side. We'll also take a look at the Wednesday slate of Major League Baseball. Come on back. Here it is, The Nightcap.
0: FTSIN.com.
2: This is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops this Thursday. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over/under recommendations plus best bets on the season win totals division finishes and player awards remember the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is become a vson all access subscriber sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the super bowl for only 175 bucks or save 50 off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long go to vson.com slash subscribe For all your options to become and become part of the sports betting network alongside Scott Seidenberg sitting in for Sean King tonight. I am Tim Murray handful of baseball games uh, winding down as the Mariners have a 4-1 lead now over the Washington Nationals as the Mariners continue to.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
4: Say mm-hmm. the Baltimore Orioles, who yeah. won again tonight as a dog at home, 5-3 to three over Dylan Cease. The Guardians leading the Padres 3-1, to one, that one in the top of the ninth. And the Brewers losing 7-1 to one to the Dodgers. So the two teams vying for the final wild card spot in the National League, uh, both going to likely lose. We'll see if the uh, Padres can put together uh, a little magic here in the bottom of the ninth inning, but the Brewers uh, certainly does not uh, look the case here tonight. Corbin Burns, I think GP Hoops Peterson, who uh, will be following us, filling in for you, Scott, uh, on the look-ahead, uh, tweeted out a stat on Corbin Burns. Uh, it is the... Last time, Corbin Birds gave up six runs and a start, May 17th of 2019. Wow. Been quite some time. All right. Taking a look at tomorrow's slate. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that you love to do on your show, so we'll we'll do it here. Uh, Some day games tomorrow. Um, Got a game in Detroit day game, Colorado day game, Oakland a day game, San Diego mid-afternoon game with Blake Snell, uh, against Quantrill, uh, afternoon game out in Seattle. Uh, I want to jump, though, to Baltimore against the White Sox. The Orioles, yet again, a home dog, the most <laughs> profitable team in baseball this year. Uh, Lucas Giolito will start for the White Sox. It is a total of eight, eight and a half, depending on where you look. Uh, some eight and a halfs out there. If you do like uh, the under, some eights out there. If you like the over, and it looks consensus. White Sox minus a dollar twenty. You can get around uh, plus one ten on the Orioles riding the O
2: train. Uh, I'd like more money to come in on the White Sox, please, so we can push down this <laughs> Orioles run line from minus one seventy to around the minus one fifty five mark because then I'd be all over the Orioles at plus that run and a half. But yeah, I think, you know, Watkins has been surprising. um, And it's just so hard betting against this Orioles team, but especially at home on the run line. Like they're the best run line team in Major League Baseball. But after tonight's win, 33-9 and as a home underdog, getting the plus a run and a half. Yes, it might be juicy, but it's the best bet in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's It's wild. That and uh, Dodgers on the run line because they just pulverized. or Mets after a loss who just lost for the 11th time this season after a loss now 34 and 11 this season. So tomorrow uh,
4: it will be another night game. We just double check that it is. Uh, y- yes, it is. Hold on, where is it? There, there it is. Yes, Nike. Uh-huh. It'll start at six o'clock, so an hour earlier. Milwaukee and the Dodgers. Uh, Andrew Haney has been really impressed with this year. Yeah. His last start, though, was in Milwaukee. Gave him mm-hmm. some runs. Struck out 10. Um, minus 235 are the Dodgers tomorrow with uh, Adrian Hauser on the hill for the Brewers. Eight and a half is the total. Um, you know, if you want to roll with uh, with those Dodgers, minus 119 here at Circa on, uh, on the run line. Does Haney bounce back after his last start in Milwaukee? Gave him the loss, or is this a spot... Where you you looked maybe back the uh, the Brewers?
2: I, I'm not laying this price with the Dodgers, and I, I it's hard to go with the run line. I mean they're the best run line team in baseball, but um, Haney has allowed 16 hits in 16 innings in this month, so I can't trust that guy laying minus 250 right now. The price doesn't the price is not attractive to me. That's what's turning me off about it. Do I think the Dodgers win? Yeah, best team in baseball. They probably win but the price doesn't do anything for me. Well,
4: I'll give you a juicy price tomorrow, and I'm curious what you want to do with it because, mm-hmm. once again, as I mentioned, um, the wonderful Washington Nationals, um, who are completely rebuilding, will be trotting out a highly touted 38-year-old prospect in the name of Annabelle
2: Sanchez. Don't even say it because I bet against him last time, and it didn't work out. I know. <laughs> he <laughs> went
4: out there, and he pitched really well. Yeah. He's actually, the Nationals have won his last two starts. He didn't get the win, but they won the last two starts. So the auto fade of Annabelle Sanchez, who had an ERA of 765 uh, after his start against the Mets mm-hmm. early this month, has dropped uh, by a run. So it's down to 643. Uh, he had his best game. He only gave up a hit, uh, one hit, against the Padres last time out. Uh, so... Does the, the Annabelle Sanchez magic continue out in Seattle? Uh, he's, uh, you can get a plus 271 on the Nationals tomorrow no against uh, against the Mariners in a day game uh, against Seattle in a very bizarre two-game series out yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Look, I know
2: there's a lot of people out there that just blindly take numbers when they're this high. I just hate betting on bad teams. They do suck. Yeah. They do suck. Yeah. Uh, a couple games I like tomorrow. Yeah, uh like the, like the Blue Jays over the Red Sox again. Um, the Blue Jays went into uh, um, Fenway and won 9-3 here on Tuesday. I think they come away with the win again. Barrios on the hill against uh, Brian Bello, who was not good um, when he got called up earlier this season and made some starts. Speaking of not good, TJ Zook getting his third start for the Reds. He's given up uh, six runs in both of his first two starts of this season. So 12 total, total runs, and I think it's only eight innings uh, pitching. So it might even take a look at the over eight and a half between the Phillies and the Reds, uh, and all over Zach Gowen and the Diamondbacks at a sh- as a short road favorite against the Royals. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there's a, a look at the
4: baseball slate tomorrow. Um, once again, Hoops Peterson coming up. At the uh, at the top of the hour, I, I want to wrap up with this. Uh, we had Robert Mays from the Athletic on the show uh, earlier today and uh, earlier tonight, I should say, and he said he's high on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you share I'm the same. So setup. high on the Vikings. All right. So where? What are you willing to play on the Vikings? Win the NFC North. Both over and win- the, yep. Both win total hmm? NFC North. What about the NFC? Mm. <laughs>
2: this is where I got him I know it's like, I'd like some
0: interesting I'd, sounds I, that you're firing up. The off price
2: there. is okay. What is 18 to one? It's okay. At, yeah. At DraftKings. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think they're winning the division. I think they're a double digit win team this year uh, in the playoffs. You're asking me, okay, they're hosting a game. Let's say it's against, uh, I don't know, the Eagles or something. That's a It's a winnable game for them. When it has to come up against the Rams, though, or the Bucks, or, or I think the postseason is going to be a little difficult to navigate, I think. I wouldn't go as far as to lock up some money on that long shot, but I do like them plus 250 or so to win the division, and I think they are a double-digit win team.
4: You know, it's funny. Uh, I have... Uh, a bet one way or the other on every division except for the NFC North. Uh, most recently, I took a little flyer plus three twenty-five on the Saints. Nothing too crazy, but uh, I do feel like the Saints that are upside, the potential like there, and you know, I like them p- over eight and a half. Potential, I do too. Yeah, yeah potential regression there. Uh, actually, here at Circa, uh, we talked about it one night with Sean. You could do crossover uh, win total bets, and if you want. You know, to play it a little more conservative, you could do like an alt-under, play that over, uh, or alt-total down. So can
2: you parlay alt-under bucks, alt-over Saints? No. It has to be one college, uh, one NFL. Okay. Uh, so what I did now was the I took Air Force
4: over 8.5, and, and I took Saints over 8.5, and, and that was plus 218 uh, for, for the play there. So a little... Hmm. little a intrigued there. Um, I could have done seven and a half for the Saints, which would have made it a little better. Or you could do the Vikings. I mean, countless options there. But um, I bring that up because I look at this Vikings team, and more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm, I'm starting to to get intrigued. And I, I just I really like the dynamic of Kevin O'Connell. Yep, who knows Kirk Cousins, helped run the system in in L.A. That. Kirk thrived in in Washington. Mm-hmm. Wes Phillips was in Washington when Kirk was there, so there's some familiarity. Tons of weapons. We will talk a little more about those Minnesota Vikings tomorrow, but that's gonna do it for our show. Thanks to Robert Mays, Soren Petro, Jonathan Von Tobel for Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Hoops Peterson up next. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our
0: live odds, team comparisons, and previews.